Do you believe that? I mean, I have got craters and stuff here and not here, so I guess this is my better side. Or... Yeah, in in, uh, in showbiz and all, obviously people have a good angle and a bad angle. I've always heard that and I thought, that's uh, just a myth. It's like, either you're pretty, I mean, not pretty, but either you look good or not right, like right. <laughs> just like no, no, is there a good side because when you're looking at a person's are, are face now? Uh, yeah yeah we're, okay. we're going okay. awesome. awesome um I, and again i didn't want it to be like a formal let's get into talking right. because that was one of the things i've realized um of the experience i've gained so far in doing this is that the moment you say go now you know right. it's like right. there's a there's an immediate block right i'm like let it rip let's just get into talking about something and then if it carries on it carries on and we can edit the parts that we don't want sure i, I prefer not to but anyway um what i was gonna say yeah about the <laughs> it's like when you see a person's face you're looking at the whole face right you're not looking at one side of it so why are we being disingenuous while we're trying to pose for a picture it never made sense to me yeah so, so see it depends on the person right a lot yeah. of people have a good side pose and uh, oh it's the same pose right. everybody looks great yeah right <laughs> and then a lot of people you would want to see them straight ahead yeah but not everybody is like that so yeah i guess like if you were looking at jay leno <laughs> you would uh, I, I don't know go either way uh, i wouldn't say which way yeah because so, of his big jaw i mean like a conan o'brien or jay leno th- those are like people who would suit one way or the other and yeah. then as opposed to Maybe so. like Jimmy Kimmel or somebody they, yeah. they would have like you know, the full front uh, view guys have always been interesting I, as a guy I'm not paying attention to their looks at all right like um, anyway uh, right. It, it might be more of a few <laughs> let's not say anything no, no 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 not, not saying yeah men view things differently than oh yeah yeah, yeah. as radical as i thought that is huh right. hey so um you know what's funny is that as i was getting ready for this conversation i was like man it's usually there's like butterflies in the stomach right like they're like and we've been talking about it for so long here's an uh, indian guy and there's the pakistani guy or vice versa um and this being the idea sandbox podcast the the fundamental spirit of this podcast is that you know we throw things in a sandbox and see where it goes and i was always like discouraged to not i but as a mass of people as i was growing up we were discouraged to think about pakistanis as the right as the good people they were always bad people right like I grew up in a household where my dad used to say very very like negative things about muslim people mm-hmm. and pakistanis were the worst mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and f- never for once in my life ever grew up somebody saying hey you should listen to this person or that person who's from pakistan they're saying something that's you know worthy of listening or whatever so i'm thinking okay then you just kind of buy it and i feel like at the moment like society is in like so- sort of that hypnosis in that yeah. sense that Hey, I should never talk to a Pakistani because you know you, be, you become immediately gaslighted. Like you're like, "Oh, you're a traitor." You know, right, right. are you a traitor? Right. Why are you talking to this guy? And I think to that's why I said to you when we were discussing this having a chat like this is like, "Hey, we'll just have the chat. We'll see if it's fulfilling. Sure. And if it's trash, it's trash, but at least I felt like every time we spoke, you and me, we could be at least had a charitable conversation like we could talk to each other and say all right i see your point for xyz reasons and i think that's the basis of a good good conversation i'm going to go on a rant really quick here no, that's hope fine, it's okay that's so i've been watch um the external affairs minister jay shankar i think ramon is his name okay. might be butchering it anyway so i saw a thing last week he tweeted at, and i think he also and i saw his video saying that we will not we meaning india will not engage with Pakistan until they stop the cross border terrorism right. period okay right. they, uh, until they stop funding right. cross border terrorism so i'm thinking why does this sound very familiar um because it's the f- same line that's been spoken by every f- <laughs> first minister by the way you can curse no there's no, that's no, fine. There's no limits to this 
<laughs> and so, and so, like I said, if if we have to talk about things passionately, I believe that you should just let your mind kind of let it free, right? If you feel you want to curse, curse. So anyway, he says that like, why? Why is this? It gave me more resolve to think. I had to say that. I think the time has arrived. Like we ha- we keep looking at the authorities who are in charge to find a reasonable humanitarian solution for any differences that we have between groups of people and they keep continuing to doing brinksmanship like they never sit down in like let's say even a podcast format like around a round table why, why not have the external why not televise these things broad broadcast it and have this kind of okay don't talk about national secrets but clearly show us where the ideological divide is between india and pakistan right right like right. Why, why haven't we done that why, why is it so radio toxic and radioactive to do so right like we should be able to if you and me being engineers in a different country being as immigrants not that we're equal to them or anything like that right. i'm just saying right. as humans we can interact interact right so let's say the pakistani you know foreign minister indian foreign minister as humans not as right. dignitaries right Discuss their personal views right. and televise it and say, all right, look, I think this is wrong and you think this is wrong, which right. which is true. Let's have a debate of ideas and let's take it from there. Like that would at least, that would be a confidence building exercise, I feel. Right. Like at least we're having a good faith conversation with each other. Who knows? Somebody else is probably pulling the strings. The military is probably pulling the strings and this and that. Like, And so yeah. at the very least, if they're not doing that, either they're lacking courage and conviction or... There's bigger factors at play, and I feel like it all kind of falls into our laps to, like the grassroots laps to have these conversations and destigmatize these things. It's okay to talk to. Right. Anyway, that's my opening salvo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot to chew on over there. I mean, it's just I have the L K Advani and that era flashback yeah. as we talked about some of this and. How there is always... How, how LK Elbani is... How did that improve? No, there's a whole... Uh, Musharraf. Musharraf passed away recently, right? Yes. The General Pervez Musharraf. So he has a mixed legacy of, you know, trying to start wars and also trying to, you know, uh, go to India and start talks and, you know... You mean he's kind of like personally wanted to start wars with india i mean kargil right uh, that was was that his personal like it was not his personal doing but i guess because the military is you know one this uh, entity so i mean they did try to do that right in 99 or 98 99 yeah, 99, yeah. Right? i was reading about it actually right. yeah, yeah so that that did happen right and uh, but do you think it's entirely like a country invade uh, invading another sovereign country no they saw it as you know like a siachen kargil and strategic game where they could capture this thing and they would have a you know like a geographical advantage yeah. over their enemy that sort of deal uh, so that's that's why they did it they weren't meaning to you know uh, have it evolve into a full scale invasion or yeah and then, and then they expected uh, the indian side to kind of quietly just give in right something. right yeah. right something like that okay so it again it's you know it's one of those things where just just sort of curiosity what how did they frame it in in pakistan media how did they how did you guys grow up learning about that i had no idea that it had happened oh wow and then on the news it was uh, India and Pakistan have gone to war and there was only one news channel at that time it was which is PTV mm-hmm. is Pakistan television and it's a very controlled you know propaganda tele- arm yeah, of the yeah, 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 much, government much. yeah so you only have sets of 10 pieces of you know this is going on in Kashmir this is what look what India did look what they did in Kashmir something even if it's made up uh, a lot of times but you know and that's that's how it was and then you know i remember either nawaz sharif or somebody coming on air and saying hey it was us and the feed got cut off oh he said that yeah somebody we were the aggressors i don't exactly remember who who said that we we went there or we did this oh wow Uh, yeah and then it got cut off and that's all i knew at that point uh because you know 99 i'm also not that old is there is there uh, i am i'm going to be taking all sorts of tangents today 
Is there a religious uh, angle to these things? There is always, right? Uh, is there? I mean, that's the fundamental reason why we are kind of, we have a land yeah, yeah. control and we have a border. Yeah. Because here you have one, uh, or I mean, it used to be all mixed up. Uh, the the religion or uh, the religious identity and you'd have was mixed with nationalism where, where when partition was happening the there were towns in which there was like 5500 muslims and 5000 hindus so they would try to kill each other off so that they would have more majority in their towns what yeah this happened this really really happened oh, that God. they were yeah they would go on you know these killing sprees Dude, both sides would do it to each other both sides i i don't i've never known who who was more involved you know like uh, just so they can get the majority and so then one person has to doesn't have to move right so they they can join pakistan or india right uh, i mean this is not even including the princely states of you know kashmir and all all of that uh-huh. bringing into the picture but even towns where it was close this sort of stuff happened now i don't know who did it more because like pakistanis if you watch you know the the movies and all you it is portrayed as though like we were the ones who suffered like you know right. burnt trains entire trains coming with you know everything charred uh, everybody inside uh, gone because they set fire to the trains and what not but uh, i never you know uh, did like a deep dive right. and then that that's another thing i was thinking about today whatever you read on wikipedia and it's, it's somebody else's it's you know it's like third removed fourth removed it, it's 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 become like a jpeg of the actual events mm-hmm. so it's not a you know like a true pixel, account pixel, yeah, yeah true account of what actually happened right. it's just that whatever side won they had a narrative and then historians can go and fight over all of it but the truth is not on this end or this end it's somewhere in between right. and then you need to so i think uh, back to your point to why a lot of people want to just hate pakistan or it, it's it's there in our side also you know like uh, the just the word india or hindu triggers a certain image of sometimes you know uh, like could be anything mm. you know but not islam or not a muslim right so it, it could be you know uh, is the is the hatred like sorry to interrupt you but i'm just i don't want to gloss over that point that when we were growing up the the hatred was i felt sometimes very real like when india and pakistan were having a cricket match for example right, right. it was seen as a symbol of our actual battle with each other right right and so like ideological symbol of war religious symbol of war in a sense and people took it very personally mm-hmm. people i mean they spoke of it as though like we had won over if india won the game right, match right. right like we had there was a moral victory we could declare like right, you right. fuckers <laughs> right you, know, on, you deserve the loss ball and bat with like all of the statistics and all of the chance in involved in that you know doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter you are the bad guys and we defeated you goddamn right, it right 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 <laughs> god so um So so let's give us let's give ourselves a little bit of background and backdrop to why we're having this conversation or maybe a little bit of background we we don't have to get into too too many specifics I'll just I guess I'll draw the line and say all right we both are educated uh, in our respective home countries of India and Pakistan that's right. true that's a true fact we've come to America to pursue higher studies and that's a true fact and all of this you could amplify and play up play down whatever you want I'll just kind of set this up and then we went to whatever schools we went to um you went to a very good school i don't want to name the name but you went to a very good school and then you graduated with a master's degree i graduated with master's degree and we both uh have some shared history that we worked at a corporation that um is a great corporation and th- and that's it i'll i'll draw the line there right. and we got to know each other as friends for various under various circumstances and you know There's also another element to this backdrop is that I also had a Pakistani roommate when oh, in uh, my grad school. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't know if I told are, you this story. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I've told you this story. Right. Mujib uh, it was his name. Oh no, then then someone else. Okay. okay. Mujib was a guy I was like this is a little bit of a tangent again. Right. I had literally never moved out of my house until 2001. I was 22 years of age. Oh good. Okay. And so I yeah. 
some might call it being a pussy <laughs> you know because you've never really yeah. witnessed life in a sense like by your own you're living with your parents right right um and i never like earned my living like th- until i was 22 i in 20 in 2001 i straight came from my parents nest to the united states took an apartment with a bunch of like strangers i was i was courageous in that sense like i didn't want familiar people i was just like you know what very idealistic I, i'm going to you know, live my ideals in life i'm going to i can blend in with anybody so it was a bunch of malayali guys and a gujarati guy and then this mujib guy came he said he wanted a room he's looking for a room he got kicked out of his previous room whatever and he seemed like a sweet guy i was like yeah just join us it'll be less rent for the rest of us mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and what the mistake i'm like so he had this habit of eating a lot of fried food and maybe you could talk to me about this what okay. what is it with pakistanis and fried food man you guys fucking love that stuff yeah so it's it's kind of uh... <laughs> i watch every youtube video <laughs> it's like fried fish fried chicken fried right. beef fried chapli kebab fried this fried that like wow you guys right, love fried right. food so it's i i I would imagine it's food is one area where we have little constraints uh as in like if you if you went to Mexico uh the food tacos and what not yeah. right it's just very bare it's it's not like processed to you're right you know, like fried and deep fried and the, the, some of their dishes are uh-huh. but most often eaten like very basic and stuff it's yeah. very basic right? yeah like i think it's because of the alcohol because once you're under the influence everything tastes pretty good uh-huh and so does you know tacos and all of that stuff it's you know it's like you know, once you get drunk you, you i think it tastes good great regardless right it tastes good yeah. but you know like somebody who had lot of spice around uh-huh. like in in our region they have a lot yeah. of spice and now they want to try to transform food so excuse me i don't know where i'm going with this it's all right the the thing behind so one thing is why like do pakistanis fried, eat fried food fried food like deep fried food you're saying yeah so deep fried food is a lot eaten a lot in the month of ramzan okay when they are just fasting. so you load up yeah right, calories right. Yeah. right i mean yeah it's junk food essentially right but that's the time and when monsoon is there or it's raining and you know the pakode they they kind of go hand in hand with that kind of weather so it's it's, it's comfort so, food okay so in other right. times of the year you do guys don't indulge in so many fried food is that what you're saying mm. Um, yeah, no, not okay. not a lot, not not a lot. Okay. But Thanks it, it for is, clearing that like, up for if, me. If you hear, if you go back to the history, like samosas and all, right? Where they came from? They came from uh, Turkey or the Persian Empire, somewhere over there. That's okay. where the origin of the samosas. Okay. Samosas, you know, deep fried this. Yeah. Uh, you know, patty with the, all the fillings in it. Can I take a quick? Because you mentioned Central Asia, I want to clarify. I'm from. Bangalore South India South proper South India you're from Lahore I'm from Karachi 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 Pakistan it's a privilege to have a conversation with you man if if this never sees the internet either doesn't matter I I say that because you know I feel like only in America we could have had this conversation mm-hmm. and publish it we could have had this conversation anywhere in Europe or mm-hmm. other places too but I'm just saying this country made it easier for me at least to emigrate assimilate and then we could nobody could tell us that we could not have a chat like this yeah, right? right and right. not that other countries they don't allow you to but it would be very stigmatic we would have to hide if this was in india i don't know how freely you would walk around and say i don't know maybe you could maybe i'm overplaying right. it right i i yeah. know. sometimes i feel yeah. the same uh... anyway i was going on a tangent um, mujib okay, mujib mujib moves in I'm fond of this guy. He was he was a hilarious guy because he would talk about how random people in the gym would tap him on his shoulder and they would ask to go with him on a threesome. And this guy, yeah, I know. I know. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, it, it was the most bizarre thing because this guy was it was definitely very nerdy looking and everything. Okay. Okay. He had like thick glasses on and I mean people have a fetish for everything in this world, but and i i just found him hilarious because he would tell which me all these which was this in ohio <laughs> oh, 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 okay. oh man god bless america huh okay. um 
No, but he would tell me this. And I was just like, gradually developed a liking towards him and we were good friends. And then my other roommates wanted to kick him out because he was frying, deep frying food at like two in the morning. Right. Because he would come back late from university. Ah, okay. And then just get on to chapli kebab frying. (laughs) You know, and that really annoyed my roommates. And then they're like, "Um, we need to get this guy out. And I'm like, no, 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 he's okay. You know, he's sweet. Because I was trying to bat for him because I just thought of him as like he's a sweet guy right. they did not like it and so Mujib came and told me hey you know what you could do if you don't want them to kick me out put me on the lease and that way they can never legally kick me out okay. I fell for that not it was a rookie move right, this, right. Is, this he, is the product of me not ever right. living outside of the house I went and just straight up signed added him on the lease and they found out they were not on the lease first of all right, we right. tried to save on money they're like oh you you sign this guy i will show you what to they moved out of the house so me and him had to oh, shoulder the entire like to oh, rent oh. it was painful right they right. really punished us man <laughs> right i can imagine i don't know why they'd have it just because he's frying food i used to wake up at well two there's 2 30 to make you know like the fa- before fast meal okay when i was a student and I, everybody would be sleeping in the hallway like four guys sleeping and i'm there at, in the kitchen with the lights on and I'm trying to make something because I can't eat for the rest of right. 16 hours. So, and Do you still do that? I, I don't. You don't? Okay. I don't uh, anymore. Okay. My wife did it for some time and okay. she doesn't. But uh, 16 hours, no water, no food. Sunrise to sunset. Not a drop of water. No, not a, a drop of water and no... Uh, yeah. My God, it requires such mental... Right, because... Tenacity. You, yeah, right, right. I mean, you can... Like, food is okay because, you know, your body gets used to it. Water is kind of not right. having water for that long. Um, the last few hours are... It's it's not Google. easy. And you're not mentally... You're just not there. You're just in right. some sort of... Uh, sort of tra- trance and you're waiting for right. the drop of water. Right. Uh, by the way, sometimes I catch myself with the American accent. And uh, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just yeah, used I'm to talking also, to Americans. I don't know if I'm making it up or. It's all right. I'm, I'm not making it up. I, I'm, I'm definitely married to an American, so I speak to her in a way that's understandable right. to her. Um, anyway, so but, coming back to the story, right. Pakistani there, and I remember a Pakistani girl I used to talk to in when I was in grad school, and she kind of liked me, but she would tell me the thing that her brother would kill her if she ever knew that. She had a thing for an Indian guy. I was working out at the gym and she apparently saw me and she wanted to chat with me through a friend of ours. So, I mean, I had run-ins with Pakistani people like that. That's a couple of examples, but I had a couple more at CAD, I think. And then then I met you and I go on subreddits on, on, you know, yeah, India and Pakistan subreddit. And Pakistani guys seem chill. Of course, Reddit is a very filtered... A version of society it's like mostly younger people educated people i get it i get all that but it shows me that people i know i'm talking a lot so stop me no, at that's, any fine, time. that's fine that's fine it shows also shows me that there isn't a section of society that thinks like everybody else and they're great and the pakistanis are fucking awesome like why can't we have a conversation you know whatever the differences are whatever the friction that we have let okay so we'll leave that to the side we can at least talk and i feel like we are the silent majority. Most people, Could be. I don't know. I don't know what you think about this. Like I, when I interact with my fellow Indian, the previous generation, my parents' generation, right. right? Most people had Muslim friends growing up. Right. And they were very cool with them. Right. We were cool with them. And there was no like vitriol. Like there was no like, um, like we didn't have hate, hate right. towards each other. Right. So I have a feeling like if, if we could go back to that time or we could, encourage that kind of like a spirit amongst us we can overpower all these kind of um like harboring negative feelings like i would never have anything against another person period let alone my neighboring dude from a neighboring country we because we share so much history number one and we share a lot of common sensibilities we laugh at the same shit right you know right yeah, I mean, I I guess, so I have seen different sorts of people in different geographies, like pe- people in the Middle East, you know, in, in Dubai and Saudi Arabia, mm. they interact, and we've, I, I spent like a decade 
in Dubai. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, I was born in Pakistan, but then uh, I, I just, you know, uh, my birth is there. But then I spent the first 12 years in Dubai. Okay. And then I went for my, you know, uh, high school and undergrad in Pakistan. So that's, so I How spent come? like eight years in Pakistan, 12 years in Dubai. And then I, I just came here in 08. And so I've Dubai, since. like just just to be clear, a very liberal version of Islam. Right. right. Dubai is, uh, they, the rules are strict, but, you know, you're allowed your own, you know, space in that, like, you, you can't be drunk outdoors, but there's bars and there's clubs and the whole thing is there mm. and it's it's kind of a this was back in the 90s this is back in the 90s yes and it was very liberal even back then it was because they were trying to attract all sorts of investments mm -hmm. and they had like they would pay handsomely to expats uh, so they had like grades of expats you know the australians the americans and the british then there is you know the the desis or the indians and pakistanis or bangladeshis mm. who are foreign educated uh, you or have a U.S. passport or a okay. you know one of those things, and then you have like the green and the red passports. Uh, people are who are from Pakistan, India, and the native population is, was very less, like ten percent mm. and ninety percent immigrant. So they would have you, you would never get to interact a lot with the, the you know the, the natives or the Arabs except for, you know, like festivals and such. So you had a very, would you say, a very cosmopolitan upbringing? I did, because my 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 other classmates would be, somebody would be from Canada, you know, bringing bacon to class, and oh, wow. somebody would be from Australia, and somebody would be from Bangladesh. Or, oh, wow, so what was, age you were know, you when you first interacted with these people, these people from other countries? Right. What so, age I mean, were you? I was, well, all the way from, you know, two and a half, to 12. Wow, the formative uh, years of your life. Right, the formative years. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the reasons I'm ready to mingle, okay. or ready to see the other side, or ready to see. Whereas if I were brought up in just Pakistan, Pakistan, like 99.9% .9 Muslim, maybe I'd have a completely, maybe we wouldn't be having this chat maybe. Right. Even, right, because it's something that it does to your brain where you're less likely to share your core with others or, or try to branch out and see what is out there so may, 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 that's that's no, I guess one of the major reasons I, because we saw like burqa clad women and uh -huh. then in the bikini like Jumeirah beach like the where the burj right uh, burj al arab is now like we have swum over there when there was nothing but just sand and mm. tourists from russia and whatnot so it, it was you know like one of those uh, all the russian there's a lot of black money that flowed into Dubai. I'm sure you know of sure. whatever yeah, yeah. entailed. And there was a lot of, uh, there was even human trafficking going on. And, you know, because people are there to have fun. Right. The people coming there. Uh, so, yeah, not all of it is legit uh, going on. But, you know, as long as it's behind closed doors, people, the government didn't really care. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's also where I, I draw some of my, you know, being able to converse with or try to find out about different people. And uh, because yeah. I've known some of them uh, or know different cultures. Your world, I mean, your worldview is definitely shaped by those interactions, right? Like when you see a person from another country, like this is kind of very similar upbringing I had, except I didn't move out of Bangalore. But my mother, for whatever reason, she, her upbringing was she had friends from all over Europe, the USA, and because she was a counselor. And so the counselor crowd in Bangalore was mostly the elite upper crest mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because only they could afford to talk about the problems of the brain and mental states okay. and stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, like as far as counseling goes, like she was, mem she was a member of this kind of like a very elite group of people. And it was a it was an international membership. Like okay. there are people oh. from Canada, Netherlands, all of these places would, would, would join this organization. It was called TASI, I remember. Anyway, so she, these people would visit us or I would go to their workshops and stuff. And my mom would put us through, uh, you know, all these workshops where 
there were kids from America or other countries and at the very least you don't think of other people as other people in quotes it's just that okay so they're just part of human life and then you know you you I feel like you develop this uh, it's, I wouldn't call it open-mindedness but it's also just this acceptance of like okay there's all kinds of people right um, see I guess the fundamental over there is even though we were interacting there was this still you know because you're a kid and you know your parents tell you what was right. right or wrong and you kind of trust them right with you know that knowledge uh, giving ability and so they tell you you know basically that we, I remember I went to a birthday party when I was like eight or seven and it was um, I forget the name of the guy maybe Prakash or so, so something like that okay. Hindu guy and, okay. uh, I ate like uh, you know a, a leg quarter over there right. and uh, you know I came back and told mom and she said well it's fine beta, but you're not really supposed to eat what they cook you know you, you, so you can eat what a person of the book has cooked you can't eat from a, uh, somebody who's a, you know a poly polytheist. Uh, yeah, you're not. So Indians are considered polytheistic. If like, you believe in multiple gods. Not, not considered like that's how they frame us Hindu people as. Hey, they're polytheistic people. They're kind of like harami, haram. Not harami is like illegitimate. Okay. And, yeah, haram <laughs> means forbidden. Haram so is forbidden. So harami yeah. is like an illegitimate child. Okay. And haram is like haram halal. That is like legal or prohibited hey wait so let me clear this up so harami means you're a child of uh like out, out of, of wedlock. wedlock yeah out of wedlock yeah <laughs> I, no, I had a friend he was like uh, hara, harami. it's like green color green is hara right like they call it so he's like <laughs> yeah. harami. By, by the way can you clear this up for me why why uh why is the muslim community why do they like dark green so much what is up with that oh it's it's uh, the favorite color of muhammad oh it is it, it is his favorite color uh, it, it was just his favorite color that's it period there was no other reason i would say there is a reason because in the desert green is very desirable how come because it's the desert oh no. <laughs> sorry right <laughs> Dude, this all makes so much sense now. Right. Holy like, if shit. you ask Inuit, like, hell is where it's really, really hot. If you ask Inuit, what, what is your favorite color? Uh, orange. Right. So, I mean, I, I, let's not, yeah. But no, no, I, I if, mean, if you go to Medina and all. Like, I, I hope you don't take green. it the wrong way. I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I ask this question out of pure curiosity. Right, right. No, I, I agree. You, you, I mean, by the way, just to clear things up, we are having these conversations. From a very charitable point of view, right? Like, I, I, I want to never... I always, like... The fact that you said you grew up in Dubai is like, man, that sort of explains a lot to me. At yeah. the same time, I'm like... Well, that also explains some other things to me in oh, the yeah. sense okay. that... In the sense that... Um, it's a matter of ideas then, right? Like, we getting along or not getting... Having an open mind and agreeable personality is a matter of ideas. Like, the people we interacted with as a kid... You grew some ideas in your head, like, okay, right. he's a Hindu, he's a Muslim, he's a Canadian, whatever, and it's okay. You just immediately sort of that, that I, layer... I that Hindu, Muslim, and Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I know you're going over. No, it's just like that, that, that illusion kind of shrinks more and more, like, mm -hmm. they are them, and then we right. are us. Like, are us. we are all connected, we are the right. same, part of the same fabric. Right. I mean, uh, and I don't mean to get all philosophical about this, it's like, right. that's the whole point of, of this, is that... If I ask you why green, like nobody, right. until this day, we always made fun of anybody wearing dark green in India because okay. it's like, hey, hey, yeah, you're, are you, yeah, are you wink, wink, right. uh, a sympathizer, right. you know. You know, Pathan got a huge flag, right? The oh, movie. God. You know yes. why, right? The because saffron the undies. Saffron, right, right. Yeah. yeah, because of that. And, you know, I, I remember I had like a set of pens in my childhood, fountain pens, right? And it was like green, orange, green, orange. So I, I took up the orange one because I like that color. Uh -huh. It was a nice color. And then somebody, like my dad, like he said, wala color tumne le liya hai. <laughs> And I don't, I don't mean disrespect, you know. And then my mom said, no, it's a beautiful color, son. You, you choose whatever color. <laughs>
राइट सो इट्स इट्स यू नो इट्स इट्स इट इज इट इज यू नो व्हाट इज दैट यू नो रॉन्ग थिंग टू से ओ माय गॉड इट्स एक्सट्रीमली ऑफेंसिव एक्सट्रीमली ऑफेंसिव एक्सट्रीमली ऑफेंसिव आई एग्री इट्स एन एक्सप्लेटिव and it it's it's extremely insensible you know if 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 we ever put this out on the internet which i the thing will be like the death of my internet career will be this line <laughs> or the birth right or the birth you're right death, you're right, right. Yeah, thank you that's a good way of looking at it so, or could no, be I, the birth. I, i don't believe that of course honest, not right? of yeah, course of not of course not but yeah. somebody said that to me and you know we associated we associate colors with certain things right? yeah. you know right and uh, so i guess christianity is white then right uh, the cross the symbol there is symbolism there is right, colors right and uh, i think you're right like white we had to wear on thursdays and i went to a catholic school myself and there was some religious symbolism symbolism with that right. uh, the white on thursday purity or it's, it's right, a sign right. of that yeah. and same with like islam and green that, okay. that's a very common uh, thing uh, we, we are like we have begun celebrating Muhammad's birthday which is you know uh, um, um, one of the on the 12th of one of the months of the lunar islamic calendar uh-huh. and like the whole towns and cities are you know uh, illuminated green, green. and okay. you have you know the whole there is an even a, a guy um, as I, i can show you the meme or we can post it uh-huh. in post is this guy holding a motorbike what they have converted into an f16 uh-huh. uh like out of cardboard and uh-huh. it's like painted all green they call uh-huh. it you know the mothering th- uh, f16 uh-huh. it's half humor and you know it's like uh, also kind of ridiculing those guys because there there is people who will wear the green turban uh-huh. in our place those are called you know the tablighi okay or, or the preachers or, or or the you know what is that uh, imams uh, uh proselytizers proselytizers okay right. so the people who engage in proselytization who go door to door and ask people to come for uh, you know either they have this gatherings and they have you know their own social activity let's just say that okay so they they invite them to the path of the religion if they're not praying they'll ask them to join them in prayer and uh, ask for charity and ask for attending their uh, common social gatherings I think there's some part I missed in there. Why were you talking about these proselytizers? Uh green turban. And they green. would wear that. They wear that. They wear that. So it, it, and by the way these proselytizer people are they quite widespread in Pakistan? They are now. Uh oh, really? yeah, so they tried to spread out into Saudi Arabia and all. The rest of the Middle East was having none of it. Really? So, you know, yeah, there is no formal preaching in Islam. You can't really go door to door and start you know you know nagging people into submission or to join islam or to become like here they you know they knock on your door and they will tell right. you about jesus right. in the us uh, yeah you're not supposed to have any of that in like a purer version of islam but okay. then you know we south asians we like to take everything a step further right <laughs> so we have taken it upon our shoulders to spread the word and uh right we'll, we'll go the extra mile right right and it's a lot of times it's a mix of you know guys need something to do also right so if there is a yeah, sports venues are not available or a swim good swimming pool is not uh, available then that's what they end up getting into or 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 their goodness of their heart you mean like if they don't have a physical outlet that's this is what they're getting into I mean It's everybody kind of wants to belong to a group right Is at it, least most people they want I, to I belong guess. to something bigger than them I've heard of that theory and I I struggle with it I I I'm I'm with you yes right I yeah. mean they, they want to be be bigger than than them yeah. their own right that's yeah. why you have architecture which is like huge architecture you yes. know and lot of religion and huge architecture goes hand in hand because they build this massive x building edifices yeah temple or something to evoke that feeling of hey this is enormity and i can yeah. be part of it and be in that bliss or you know uh, revel sense. in in that presence mm-hmm. so and that's that's also like airport design if you look at airport architecture mm. I mean, in the us everything is like 12 feet mm-hmm. uh, height but if if you go to any decent 
rated airport uh-huh. I guess. you'll have this massive yes mass, why is right? it so because it's first of all it's the uh, the human occupancy you know there's like probably 10000 people in there so you need to have that amount of air space oh so that's one or you need to cycle air pretty fast oh. so that's one second is your it's an airport and people are claustrophobic so they will start fearing the plane uh, so you're trying to convey to them the f- feeling of openness and relaxation oh. so that they are they are not as hesitant to take that flight i see so I, I, yeah i read up on like, you know why are they so massive they can uh-huh. save a lot of money right. a lot of money by making them you know tiny like a regular building yeah like, like a regular yeah. building but they don't they make them massive okay and, it makes know, sense inspiring yeah so i mean that's i guess architecture uh, a lot of times you'll see atriums and what not that are yeah that scale well, that's very a very interesting point vijay i got to say like when i see uh, mosques in t- i mean this is temples too te- they're massive temples right uh, like and mosques churches. and ch- amazing right. churches right like right. and so you look at these structures and there's definitely a sense of awe inspi- inspiration there um, like because you're looking at man human beings are capable of of envisioning amazing things right. and we can make amazing things actually manifest in reality like these are amazing structures that are meant as places of worship and uh, i mean the cosmos is so bi- i mean i'm not trying to get all philosophical right, right, here right. but it, but it it makes sense like by the way uh is it in pakistan too that do you guys have loudspeakers on mosques to call everybody yeah and the house values right next to the mosque are just because that loudspeaker and we have had like cops show up and try to say hey you need to take those things down because there's like you know like 8 foot loudspeakers and they're just blaring so and even pakistani muslim people don't like it right they they can't say it because you know yeah you can't say that because it'd be anti muslim if you said that right but you can have like the cops would show up and they would confiscate that and they would try to encourage the prayer local leader or the mosque leader say hey you need to bring that down and he would say yeah i mean you can have all these you know bollywood songs blaring out at 3 am which we have had that because there's a i mean big business in uh-huh. pakistan is marriage halls okay and, uh, you know marriage venues lavish weddings lavish yeah. weddings so there's like entire rows of these venues you know commercial plots right. right you know like no place to park no place to you know <laughs> it's just a mass like fuck up like it takes Three hours to get out of that place, and peep, God help the people. Why are live. you describing parts of Bangalore? <laughs> <laughs> like there's one right behind, like couple streets behind my house. But I I know it might be similar. Oh yeah, right? hell yeah, man. So yeah, 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 there is no concept of you know. I mean, that's overpopulation and small real estate. You know, not enough land available. That's that is bound to happen. Right. So anyway, where I was uh, getting with that loudspeaker, like, yeah, yeah. loudspeakers. So they have fireworks. They have like you know bad karaoke singers. You know like uh, you know poorly paid uh, artists, local artists trying to you know butcher uh, Indian songs, wedding related songs and whatnot going, and all of that is like blaring. So the, the uh, religious folk you know protest to that, right. saying like you won't allow this, but right. you will allow that. Right. So then then it's all. But yeah, housing yeah takes a huge hit, right? close to this these mosque okay. areas and it's not like that in dubai for some reason they use better audio technology or they they really to, they they don't blare out okay uh, at least the the call for prayer so i i've never been to dubai that's is that how it is like it's a generally quiet kind of a like a western city would you say no you'll still hear the call to prayer okay. but mostly yeah i mean it's it's a huge mix right Dubai you'll see though that uh, divide in the service sector class divide class divide is okay. huge you'll never see mass transit being taken by an arab guy mm. uh, you'll never very rarely see that at least when i was there i didn't see that maybe i was there at new year's eve yeah so maybe that was the wrong time to be there or something like that mm-hmm. but yeah i sure you sure see that there is a much bigger class divide than in the us mm. definitely oh us i feel like when i compare the class divide in india for example to us like there virtually no class divide compared to india if you calibrate yourself to the min and max in india mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, like here you can call I mean like the most stereotypical joke is that you can call your boss by his first name right, right. in America but in India it's like the guy below his immediate boss his frontline manager will have to say sir that's just gives you an oh, idea. Really? Oh okay. Oh yeah still? yeah. Still? Dude, I work with my banker in India and whatever he's he probably 10 years younger than me it doesn't matter. And he'll only refer to me by sir. And I, I got a little irritated. I was like, hey, uh, just call me my first name. I don't need to be called sir. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, sir. Okay, okay, okay. And he couldn't help himself the next right, time. He right. just said, sir, again. And I stopped correcting him. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, a, I don't know how it is in Pakistan. Is it the same oh, yeah, way? It is, it is, it is. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all sorts of, uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I was at a gas station and I remember, um, uh, my windshield was bad so i i just grabbed the thing you know where the nobody was usually somebody come some kid some school this is in pakistan yeah okay he, they would pay some kid to you know just wipe oh yeah the, child labor yeah child labor right <laughs> wipe that off the windscreen off and i just took it to myself because i, I don't right. really you know and then the the guy came and said don't don't say it but how like he's watching and he'll he'll beat the shit out oh. of for uh, having you know a customer do this so i mean the class divide is like, wait wait what did he said to you don't do that yeah don't do that because it's somebody's job and they are supposed to do that so wow yeah i mean that that's how much you know division there is and you know i had um, yeah it's it's uh, yeah if you are wait staff if you are anything like that it's just yeah it's a terrible place to be I mean if if you're in the low I, this is something I found out recently I I don't realize why we don't talk about it more about it so there's four major kind of um income classes in India so there's the super rich mm-hmm. there is the middle class there's the lower income class and then there's abject poverty right abject poverty is between 2 to 10 dollars a day okay okay lower income is 2 uh, 10 to 20 okay 10 to 20 okay middle is 20 uh 22 whatever doesn't matter and then right. super rich doesn't matter right but here's the key 10 to 20 dollars a day is lower income 10 to 20 dollars a day is what 300 dollars to 600 dollars a month okay right times 30 right. just just right. multiply straight by right. 30 days so we're talking the group of the cohort of people making 300 to 600 bucks a month that's an odd lot of money right okay that's a that's fucking peanuts even in india that's like okay you're living a hand to mouth kind of you're paying your bills you're paying your rent you're sending your kids to maybe an okay school or whatever you just kind of rinse repeat the next month right. there is right. no savings and right, right. fun and it's pleasure in life month to month do you want to guess the size of this population in india right. it's it's mind blowing it's one point i i read this up on Well, I'll post the sources to this. It's some World Bank related site. 1.1 billion people. So India is 1.4 total. Mm-hmm. So the rest 300 million belong to the other three classes. But just think about it. Right. 1.1 billion people are living between 300 to 600 bucks a month. That is a lot of very, very, not poor people, but just hand to mouth existence without upward mobility. Yeah, that's... Uh... Isn't yeah. that mind blowing? Right, right, right. And and sad at the same time. I I I and then I, I anyway. So I I read about that and I was like it's it was so depressing to me because for the longest time I used to think middle class was 300 million. Somehow that number got into my no. head. Yeah, I mean it's No, it's, it's 66 million. million. It's tiny. Right. Right. Um there's this guy in again I'm ranting on no, here. There's this is a guy called uh, Deshbakt on um, YouTube. Hmm. His name's Akash Banerjee. and i feel like he does a yeah yeah he's he's kind of controversial now because okay. he's made himself a name like you're talking about you say the right thing your career will be over or it'll begin right. his career began okay okay <laughs> so anyway he was what was i saying um he's very critical about these things and he was saying out of a population of 140 crores of india that is 1.4 billion okay this was a this was a video 8 months ago guess how many people actually pay taxes is 3 crores Oh, right, 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 right. You have to same. pick your fucking jaws off the floor. Right, right. Yeah, that's what we were say, discussing in in, a, in one of my university groups also. Because inequality is front and center right now in Pakistan. 
Right. Uh, we had uh, Tim Hortons open up. Right, I read about yeah, that. And yeah, and like it was just long lines oh. and everything, and people are like, "Hey, there is no economic crisis here, right?" And then we had you know like a guy dive while fighting over wheat, uh, which the army was distributing in these inlands, you know, where the flooding has like pretty much destroyed everything. Right. So a guy died from heart attack. You know, he was just fighting with another guy over a bag of right, wheat right. flour, right? So yeah, I mean that's. I guess that's the inequality we are dealing with and there's a lot of black money unaccounted for money. Right. So on paper like Pakistan has 2 billion or 3 billion in cash reserves uh-huh. now. That's it. Hmm. And India's is like 620 billion. Yeah. Yeah, I just just yeah. Some big number, yeah. Like yeah, yeah last yeah. last last month at least. But what they're not saying is, you know, there's a lot of money that flows and that has no unaccounted unaccounted right. unaccounted like they recently introduced the concept of being a filer which is like a tax filing person and you know my mom's not in it i'm not in it mm. uh, my dad was never in it because my dad was an expat he 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 paid taxes in dubai i guess so what they give you an identity that you're an income tax filer or not right you get some perks you get start getting some like you can have a dollar account if you're a, a oh. tax filer you can keep a dollar account you 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 you, you even now, if you're buying a car, vehicle, you need to be a filer. You Wait, I don't show. understand. What does this dollar account mean? Like, is, if you want to keep U.S. dollar currency. You want are to there a lot of people account? keeping dollars in in Pakistan? No, you keep in rupees, right? But why is it called a dollar account? If you want to keep your currency in dollars. You can? You can if you are a tax filer. So there must be a lot of people in Pakistan who have ties with America. That's why they're right, right, saving right, dollars. Right, right. Wow. So yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't see remittances that. is a big. Ten uh, percent of the GDP is remittances wow. in Pakistan. Okay. Ten or eight percent, twelve percent. Something. This like was that. even when you were growing up in the nineties. Yeah, this was like yeah, all all from the not not just from the U.S. but from the Middle East. Canada. That's what happened, yeah, right? Yeah. You got a job in Dubai or somewhere over there, and then you went and you know slog your ass off, right. and you know horrible work conditions and. You sent money back home to get your sisters wedded and yeah. your mom uh, a stipend and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, inequality is like everywhere. Like some, one of my friends went and we we read the news and we are like, okay, Pakistan is broke and it's about to collapse. Right. right? You know, they're about to run out of gas and they're about to run out of everything. That's what I read, yeah. And yeah, on the other hand, like I have friends who are saying, you know, the, the all the shopping malls and all the eateries are full. <laughs> you know, like people are out there, you know, buying like what I used to Spending buy. I tell you money. honestly, like the, 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 the trousers used to be 200 rupees uh-huh. back in 2004 and right. so if you went to the wholesale place you'll get it for 200 rupees 400 rupees now they are buying and dresses women's you know like uh, uh, uppers would be 400 300 500 right. rupees right uh, of course you went to a proper boutique you, you'd pay a lot more but now they are like 15k 20k oh, starting yeah. you know and that's not even getting into like wedding attire all of that so yeah 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 but yeah people have money and i i don't know like I don't splurge that much on clothing right. in the U.S. Like we Americans are like not either. We are like a lot of people are. I'm, I'm not saying everybody. You're saying we Americans because your 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 identity is fundamentally American at this point. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, at this point, I would relate okay. more over here than back home. Okay. I have I'm just making clear. Although yeah. I'd like to have a hybrid of sorts where I'm keeping the good parts. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to collect good parts. Yes. I've collected some bad I parts. Th- I think that's the best way to be. I mean, not. I, but not, I don't mean to derail you. Right, right. I think that's a really like a smart position. It only makes sense, and it's like, of course, it's less divisive, less polarizing. Therefore, you enjoy more. It makes sense because then you like both people from both, and then you like ideas from both, and then you're just taking the best from both, and then it's double the fun because right. you just have good from here, good from here, and then you multiply those things. And if you if you have that kind of closed off my mindset then you're just kind of leaving a lot on the table but you lose everybody's respect also (laughs) (laughs) i've done that and i've lost a lot of people's respect because they're like hey you're not even loyal to your own yeah dude a buddy of mine used to call me kesu oh really um yeah if he if he ever listens to this he would call me kesu kesu means kesu firangi 
Okay, so do you know what Kesu Firangi is? No, Firangi, I know, is like the you he, know the he, red. I, I don't face. know if he, he used to. He was he was a Hindi speaker, so he would often call me this thing because he would call, uh, he would you are kind of a sellout to American mm. culture, right? Right, right. Yeah, and I just forwarded somebody Frank Sinatra today, is uh, saying you know like he was like I want to listen to something mellow. He sent me a ghazal, Jagjit Singh. and i sent him you know and i love you so by like uh, kumo or somebody yeah. like frank sinatra style all those you know 60s style and i love you so uh-huh. he's, he's like what the fuck did you just send me you know i listened to it and i'm like yeah I, I, this is not what i wanted to listen to buddy and i i just wanted you know like people to share what's on their playlist uh-huh. because i go to youtube and it's all this you know set algorithm not set algorithm but it kind of distracts me into yeah. weird spaces and it's it's what is i guess more uh, um, search engine optimized yeah. stuff and opposed to i could have heard like some new genre and you know liked it so that's what what my intention was and people you know just yeah. you know, they they not everybody and it's like a taste in music right, is, right. Know, is unique to everybody yeah but just like poo-pooing you because you know you like Amer- you have an american taste but or whatever it's like really who cares um that that, that was one of the things that he would often say that and i remember back when he used to say this guy used to call me that right i used to think in my head um oh man really i must be a sell out right like i can't right. hold on to my the roots of my culture right. um Miles. I, i'm not yeah i'm not representing my country properly like i i'm i'm in some sense i'm compromised i'm mm-hmm. just like brainwashed or whatever and then as as time goes by you realize oh my god like no that's just a good place to be because then i'm enjoying everything from everywhere that's just multiplies with each other right. um i on a on a related note i got to tell you like my sister man like she lives in texas this is shocking to me okay, okay? um she would probably fall into the category of i don't know more like uh, oriented towards india like i asked her hey sis she's been living there for 20 years like hey what's a good um, texmex place here like oh, this is houston texas man it's got some fucking awesome food dude she did not know one name i i don't know are you are you fucking kidding me yeah that that's that's the that's the part <laughs> so yeah i mean i hate being uh, the, the problem is you, you kind of are uh, outcast in a way whereas you know like uh, outcast would mean somebody else outcast you right and i and not tell you that you know this is happening but they would you know meet behind your back and everything and talk behind your back or you know and say yeah this guy is yeah, you know, he's not a belongs to our tribe right he does yeah. not belong to our tribe and i i've you know i've i've sampled the whole place you know uh-huh. I've, i've seen what happens is in one group and what happens in another group uh-huh. and I've tried to say, hey, I'm just here to learn the good parts uh-huh. uh, of your culture. What are you talking about? And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I just just would like to enrich myself. Uh-huh. Uh, whether it's food, whether it's music, whether it's you know uh, behaviors, or whether it's uh, um, ideas, uh, perspectives, yeah. or philosophies about life or death, or you know, I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, Of course, I demand evidence, but uh, I still I am an open-minded person. Right. And if you if you have something to tell me, then I'd love to Which, hear it. But yeah. You know, some some like people would uh, somehow people would then say we shouldn't let our kids near him because he will corrupt their minds. At least that's the perception I got. Maybe everybody's just fucking busy. No, no, no. I heard this from my buddy um, who lives in Jersey, and him and me share similar. you know i ideas about things like we in grad school he was telling me he has a kid he has a son mm. and he's 5 or 6 now and his son doesn't get invited to other daisy's parties because mm-hmm. this buddy of mine his name is maddy maddy uh, invited a bunch of black kids from his neighborhood oh really okay and so that was a big like no, no, social no. boo boo right. you know like oh you uh, how dare you you know Right. And then he's telling me that like, dude I'm not the one paying the price my my poor son who's fivers he's innocent he doesn't right. even know right. what these things right. mean And and honestly for desis who cry so much about racism they can be one of the <laughs> They can oh, be they, they are <laughs> I I'm, I'm trying to mellow things here man tone things down so you know it's uh, just I'm not like Uh, hey, I thought I thought we were, this was this was the no holds barred conversation. Right. You know, look, 
let's take the pressure of ourselves if we never see, if this never sees the internet who gives a fuck right right i, I feel right. like some things are good level setting exercises this is good level setting mm. uh if again if we decide to put it on no but, but the, the, to the point that you you're 100% right this is the thing we talk amongst ourselves like me and my indian friends for example or hindu friends right. for example it's like we'll acknowledge privately like man they could, if they only if americans only came to know how racist we are <laughs> they will lose their fucking shit right right like right. because you know colorism is a big deal mm-hmm. in india right. uh, casteism is a big deal big like deal. people pay a lot of attention to classism is a big classism. deal in india like oh, how dare you talk to me like that or oh, you should not even come into my uh, field of view like i talk even like in tamil nadu right the state neighboring to mine a very enlightened set of people right, i would right. say in my opinion they're one of the most enlightened people in Oh, in, yeah. in, of of all indian states yeah okay. they've had a long philosophical history and all of that right right portuguese and everything uh i don't know about that but they just like intellectual movements mm-hmm. tamil nadu has mm-hmm. had a lot of intellectual yeah. movements right. where right. they've affected people's thoughts and they think for themselves you could talk to an average tamilian person you'll see there's a there's a difference in the way they think anyway i don't want to get into all of that but anyway the point is that in movies they'll show even to this day especially in a village setting when a worker in the field comes in the in the to the owners in the presence of an owner mm. he puts his arms around his shoulders like this okay. in a lot of cases okay. and they okay. bow e- either they bow or they squat oh really wow with those arms like that and this is not far fetched today too oh, that's really? the way it's okay. probably in tier 3 and villages on but movies are portraying it because that's what they do they put a mirror on society mm. right movies are not like these are not fantasy things that they're talking about and i've seen in my own household i'm shame i'm ashamed to admit but we grew up around maids and right, maids right. would never sit on a sofa with us right right yeah that's a yeah that's a, that's a very I, i i don't know what to say about that because you know we we had we have exploited child labor also yes us <laughs> right? too me too yeah right and you know not, the, not me personally but my parents yeah, let me clear, clarify that the thing that. is like you know we had like so uh and like 5 years ago the trend died out but i think oh, it's still God. there but yeah you can have a kid help you out around the house he won't be going to school his dad's broke you pay him a stipend of 20 dollars a month or 100 dollars a month right and he he would be there for you you can send him on grocery runs you can make him clean the car clean the dishes do the housework whatever right so and i went and my dad had just come back and he had nobody none of the kids were in they were all in the us uh-huh. so he had no help whatsoever so he he you know some his, his uncle or somebody asked him to you know hey, hey there's a kid over here and you know you, you can give him a stipend a life, and yeah. he'll, he'll he'll help you out so he'd get bread eggs he can so, survive yeah. yeah he can survive yeah uh, but you know it's it's a horrible thing to say but Uh, Do you realize how many people go to bat for that position by the way Vijay they'll say I mean if anybody is going to ever listen to this the first line of reasoning of people who engage in that sort of thing they're saying if I don't give that person x that child you know I don't give the they're going to be on the street begging so right. I might, what a weird moral position to take like really because right. there are other moral positions you could take like we could say something like as a society first of all we should absolutely repudi i mean we should we should be like this is a hard line to draw we should never let a kid have to work we should outlaw right. it number right. one right like that is the morally you know right thing to do in right my opinion to do. number two now you start working on solutions as to why this kid is not going to school for example right. how how do we not have a department of children's affairs who's not taking these people under their wing because these are innocent children not being asked to be born on this planet they're right. just pop out by the accident of birth unless right. you believe in rebirth and all that right they pop out by the accident of birth and then they have to live a life of indentured uh, like servitude right. right like they have to like this person this kid whoever you're talking about or i also had right. a story like that their only exi- their only means to existence was to work as a 7 year old as an 8 year old as a 9 year old that's appalling and again like people say to me like oh well that's your western sensibility no that's not it's just like even when i was in india i would bring this up my my dad uh, let me just say it and then that would be the argument and it just never felt right because 
on the other hand, as a middle class privileged little prick that I was, <laughs> uh, I'm fucking having a good time. This, you know, and sh- my maid would be sitting on the floor eating right. while I'm sitting on the table having a privileged fucking life. Right. Like right. all of these things bugged me, right. but there would always be some bullshit explanation right. behind it. Right, right. And then, and then you come to America, and then, like, I was telling the story years ago to uh, my old boss, Doug, who we both know. And Doug, he, I mean, he died laughing. He's like, no, none of what you're saying could ever be true. You're making all this shit up. He thinks it's the funniest joke I've ever said. And he could see the sincerity in my eyes because I had, I mean, I had just remorse in my eyes. Like, my eyes would well up. And he's like, I, I get what you're saying because I hear horrible stories about the third world, this and that. Like, But then it's just like, when are you going to atone for your sins? That that was always his, like, line to me. You know? And it was always funny because it's so beyond the pale of reason in America, something like that. It's just fucking funny. Right, it's like, it is. I can't even, like, grieve about this right, right. It's, like, so wrong. How the fuck are you guys putting up with this? And it's not something, like, you can fix by yourself, you know? Because-